Hello, everyone. This is the I'm Just a Kid podcast, episode 155. Oh, should I turn on the the Google Translator? That's kind of been the theme of the podcast, right? Having uh, the lady shout the number in Spanish. Let's do it. You ready? Hey, everyone. This is the I'm Just a Kid, episode number... Hell yeah! What she said. Good to be here. How you guys doing? I am back in New York City at my apartment with my blue screen covered in cat fur. Dude, I don't know if you guys have cats, but holy shit, dude. The the, the fluff. The fluff is fluffing for real, dude. It's everywhere. I just like I just spent maybe like an hour and change. Um the last before I left for my road trip to the northwest, right? I, I the the blue screen is covered in cat fur, dude. And I like I I like took these wet towels, right? These wet paper towels, and I padded. I uh, what do you call it? D- I, when you dip someone, dap. I I dapped the whole thing, and I, I I moistened it, and I was able to like take off all the cat fur, and just in like the week I was gone on the road, it's completely covered in cat fur again, man. You know. But it's all worth it, man. It's all worth it when you come home and you have that little fluffy animal that you could touch and fluff. You know, it's all worth it. I love when people do that when they talk about, like, kids and shit, you know? I want to have kids in the future, but it's just, like, it's so funny when people are like, yeah, man, you know, these kids, they cost you uh, thousands of dollars a year. You got to put them through school. They're going to hate your guts even though you sacrifice everything for them. But it's uh, it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. It's like those like um, medicine commercials, you know, where they always go like, yeah, take Blupplacro, take Winocro to help uh, your heart disease or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Helps prevent, you know, heart disease. But side effects include shitting, vomit, your eyes will fall out, your ears will explode. You're just like, oh, shit, I don't think that sounds about right. You know, how bad do you want your heart to not be uh, fucked, you know? I don't know if you guys could hear that, but the cats are, like, fighting each other. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, I feel like every episode I'm revealing something about me. Um, my girlfriend and I, we have two cats. We just got a new cat, I want to say a month ago. Um, so we are proud cat parents. Um, we have dose number of cats, and the cats like to uh, wrestle sometimes, like children, like siblings, you know, they... So right now they're wrestling, and you can kind of hear the little one squealing. And every time it does, I'm always thinking the the big one is just fucking clawing its eyes out. But they're just play fighting. I don't think there's anything malicious. You guys all right over there? <laughs> I don't think you guys can hear it on the podcast, but I literally go, you guys are right there, and you just hear, I just hear, wait, wait, wait. My girlfriend's calling me. God damn it. Every podcast, I'm telling you, every podcast, bro. She fucking hits me up. Um, damn it. Um, ah, shit. She's coming home now? Dude, my girlfriend always does this. Fuck. Every time I record a podcast. You know what she does that's, like, kind of annoying? Like, she she's a, she's, she's one of those people that, like, she makes a plan, right? And then at the last second, oh, no, she just changes everything. Everything. Like today she goes, oh, I'll be home at this time. 
and then it's an hour before the time. So I plan to do this podcast right before she gets home, right? And then she just immediately goes, she's out of nowhere. An hour before she said she's going to come home, she goes, I'm going to come home right now. It's just like, bro, you don't think that when you tell me you're going to be home at a certain time that I plan for that, you know? Like, I plan my, you know, jerk-off sessions. I plan when to have the strippers over. I plan when to do my fucking, you know, I'm a serial killer. I don't know. So it's like when you're gone, I that's when I, you know, do my things when I come home and I chop up the bodies, you know, and it's like you can't be telling me falsities, you know? No, I'm kidding. But I always find, don't isn't that fucking ridiculous? Anytime you watch like a murder doc or something and the guy has like a wife or kid and then he's like killing people in the same house with the wife and kid. It's just like, how the fuck? First off, that is some balls to just like not give a shit, right? And it's like, how does no one know? How does no one know that you're doing shit like that? Like that Dahmer thing, right? I hate to keep, I feel like I bring this up every episode, but it's like, he's like hacking people, drilling people. People are like, screaming in there and like i know it said that people reported him but i just feel like like i don't know it's just the balls you know to be doing shit like that and not be i'm such a paranoid guy i feel like if i was killing people in my apartment i feel like i i I don't know i would just take it take it elsewhere that's all i'm saying all right i'd be a little more careful look at Dahmer; he got popped I get in my head when my girlfriend's around. You know what happens, too? It's, like, whenever, like, fuck, dude, like, like, she's never seen me have a good set, you know? Like, she's seen me do okay on stage, but she's never really seen me, like, have a good set. Anyways, how you guys doing? Um, I already feel better being at home. I feel more animated. I feel more chatty. I feel more um, just comfortable, man. I was in those hotel rooms for the last couple weeks, and you just... You just don't know who's listening, you know. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a, like a, like a little, like a, like a squirrel, you know. I'm like adapting to my environment. You guys are right there. The cats are meowing at each other. Hmm. You're right there. All right. Anyways, good to be back in New York City. I hope you guys have been doing well. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, we've got a great podcast ahead for you. Um, we got some questions. I'm going to try some new uh, segments this uh, this episode. Um, I'm a big fun facts guy. You guys like fun facts? You know, like Snapple facts? I love... So on Twitter, they have a couple of these accounts called Uber Facts. Um, one's just called Fact. And um, I every day when I'm bored, I kind of kill like 20, 30 minutes by going through these things, you know? Just read some weird shit about life that you kind of didn't know. So I wanted to... I picked a couple out that I thought were really interesting that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, We'll do that a little bit later on. I'm going to kind of rant and talk to myself about my day a little bit right now. And then we'll get to the questions. And then I'm going to end this podcast with um, tour date plugs as well as, uh, you know, quote of the day to kind of um, end on, you know. So, yeah, there's my little outline for this week's episode. Um, I'm back home. And it feels good to be back in New York, man. I was on the road for two weeks. And um, I'm excited for the holidays, man. I don't know how you guys feel about the holidays, but (coughs) it just started getting cold in New York. It's got that, like, crisp breeze, that that crispy air. You know, when you you breathe in and it kind of feels like you're chewing winter fresh gum and, like, swallowing water. You know, just just glacier-y type of feel to it. Um, 
I like the holidays, man. I I uh I I I just think it's gonna be fun. Um, I got some cool things planned up. I'm going to a New York Giants game on uh, November 20th. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a big Giants, New York Giants football fan. I haven't been to a game since they won the Super Bowl. And oh god, when did they win the Super Bowl? 2012 is when they last won the Super Bowl, right? I went to like four games that year, oddly enough, because uh, there was a, a college buddy of mine that had like season tickets to the Jets and the Giants, and he brought me to a few games with him, and that was the year they won uh, the Super Bowl. I remember the last game I went to was that game. Um, if you guys, if anyone here is a New York Giants football fan, you'll know this game. The year they won the Super Bowl, they played the Jets, right? And I think Sanchez, yeah, Sanchez was the quarterback. And this is when Victor Cruz was, it was the game where Victor Cruz had like the 98-yard touchdown run. And then they had that safety um, of Mark Sanchez. Um, And uh, yeah, it was just a fucking, that was an epic game, man. You know, because obviously like New York Jets, New York Giants. But then like the Giants were, you know, I think they're both, it was one of those games where it's like, it was kind of like, Whoever won this game was going to be in really good shape for a playoff run, and whoever lost was kind of was kind of get was kind of fucked. You know, that's the beauty about football. There's only like 16 games. Well, now there's 17, but when there's 16 games, every game is so important. You know, like in baseball, there's 162, so you can kind of lose one, two, three games in a row. Not going to be that big of a deal. You lose three games in a row in football, your your fucking season's over, dude. I mean, look at the Packers. They just lost like three or four games in a row, right? And uh, they're done, man, which is crazy. That Aaron Rodgers guy is fucking... uh, And Tom Brady, you know, these goats of uh, the sport, they look look old, you know? And it's not just football. It's also like basketball. LeBron James, the Lakers are just shit this year, man. They're shit. And um, Durant, he's on the Nets, and then the Nets are kind of, you know, the Nets are a fucking mess. So it's it's kind of weird. Like it really seems like this year seems to be that turning point of like um, superstar. Like the superstars of the last era are now kind <coughs> of becoming irrelevant. You know. But anyways, November twentieth, <coughs> I'm going to a football game. I love how I'm plugging this football game. Like I'm like comes like it's a, like tour dates. You know. But yeah, that's exciting. Uh, my girlfriend and I. Um, we're probably going to do a Thanksgiving at home, which we did last year. We're going to go out to uh, the West Side Market over here, grocery store. We're going to get some turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, um, stuffing, and we're just going to do a home-cooked meal with our little fluffies, wherever they are, probably eating each other's fucking brains out. Wouldn't that suck if while I'm doing this podcast, they were, like, bleeding out right now, and then at the end of the episode, you know, like they're like, I rush them to the vet. <laughs> And then, like, I get to the vet, and he's like, yeah, if you just waited, why did you wait so long to bring him into the emergency room? I'm like, I was I was doing a podcast that 17 people listen to, you know? Anyways, um, yeah, you know what's funny, too? Speaking of that, I got, I got pet insurance recently. Um, do, do you guys, I mean, I guess if you have pet, is that, does everyone get pet insurance for their pets? I didn't know that was a thing, because I had a dog growing up. I'm not sure if we had pet insurance for the dog. But yeah, I got cat insurance for both of our cats. I'm paying about a hundred dollars a month for pet insurance, um, which is funny because I don't even have my own health insurance. You know, it's like I'm in like um, what do you call it? I'm in like a family plan 
with like the state and it's so funny to me that I'm I've I've got I've prioritized the health insurance of these cats over my own health, you know? <laughs> Is that that's so that's that's weird. Anyways, I'm in my head about this because um yeah, it's like <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like what am I going to do? If I get hurt, right, I'm going to just fucking die. And these cats, you know, if they're hurt, they're going to be taken care of. You're lucky. You're lucky. I'm pointing to the cat right now. You're lucky that I love you. This cat's so cute. Nimbo, you want to come here? You want to you be on camera? Nimbo. The cat's name is Nimbo. Nimbo Stratus. Um, oh, he's coming over. So the cat, he's a, he's a white Siberian cat that has a couple black spots on him. So he kind of looks like a, a Nimbostratus cloud. Um, so that's kind of where the name came from. No, he's not coming over. He's looking at himself. Anyways, so I hope you guys are doing well, man. Um, it's good to be back home. It's New York Comedy Festival week here in, uh, in New York City, um, which means basically that, um, I don't know, It's a weird it's a weird week because... New York Comedy Festival is always a week where I feel like I don't have a lot of shows, you know? And, but it's it's weird because it's like, it doesn't seem like, New York Comedy doesn't seem like it's that kind of like competitive to do shows, you know? Is this, this is too comedy. I feel like no one's going to give a shit what I'm talking about, you know? You know what's really bugging me? Here's something that really bugged me, and I hope this isn't happening right now. I was uh, filming one of my sets in Medford last weekend. And I was fucking killing, dude. I crushed for like an hour straight. And this, this, if anyone's a comedian listening to this, they're going to know what I'm talking about. I fucking crush, right? And I get off. And it's like one of those crushes where you're like, oh, man, like uh, if I submit this tape to Netflix, <laughs> I'm, I'm, they're going to buy it, right? I open the fucking camera to, to preview what I just recorded. And, dude, blurry, blurry. I look like a fucking mosaic pixelated like I look like tits that are like blocked off you know on cable television and I'm just like what the fuck dude and apparently what happened it's like um so I turned my camera on so my camera is like on this autofocus thing right so whatever you so so what happens is like if when I'm filming a set and the host is on stage let's say right I always turn it on um, I always start the camera when the host is on stage because the camera kind of auto-focuses to the host, right? So usually what happens is that when I go on stage and I shake the host's hand and I go up there, it kind of it switches the subjects to me, and then I'm clear, right? But what happened here was that um, the, my opening act, he gets, off, he, he, he gets off stage, right? And the host, they shake hands. But instead of leaving, the feature act kind of like, he stays in like the front. He did. He had a great set. So like the people in the front table were like shaking his hand and shit. So instead of like going out of the camera, he's still in the camera. So now there's two subjects in the camera. So that's already fucking up with the focus of the camera. Now the camera's kind of doing like, what are we focus on? What's the subject, right? And then that fucks it up. So it's like semi blurry. And then this is something that drives me fucking nuts. And I don't know if a lot of new comics know, like, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
not the colloquialism, the the standard, but it's like if you're hosting a comedy show and you're bringing up the next comic, you have to stay on stage till the comic gets up, shakes your hand and takes the mic, you know? So what this guy did is he said my name and I was like, I could tell the, the, sh- I was, the shit was blurry on the camera. So I'm kind of up there like autofocus, autofocus, right? But then he says my name. So I'm kind of, I rush it and then I go up there. But I had taken like long enough where it was like, just like, just like a little awkward, just like a little awkward timing that the host, he just walked off stage. So there's like a second or two where there's no one on stage and I have to fucking run up. So I think when he did that, the camera lost focus. Like it didn't know what to focus on. And the last thing it had kind of focus on was the head of the feature act on the bottom screen. So if you watch the video, um, well, you're not going to watch the video, but the video basically, it's like, let's say it's like this frame, right? It's just like the bottom portion is completely clear and everything up here is just like nothing. So anyways, that's one of my pet peeves with comedy. It's like a lot of new comics do this. They'll, they, if they host, they'll say your name and they'll fucking run off stage for like their hair is on fire and then they leave the stage empty. And the thing, like the thing, it's not me being a dick and it's not me being a prima donna. It's like, there's a certain thing when it's like, when you're, when you, when there's a comedy show, there always has to be someone on stage. And the moment um, the stage is empty, it, 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 it fucks up the show. It seems like the show is kind of over. You know what I mean? So when the stage is empty, the crowd, you know, they may start like looking across the table. They may start engaging conversation elsewhere. So it's just one of those weird things where it's like it's not great for the show. So if you're a host or anyone or if you're a comic listening to this and you're doing a comedy show and when you host, you should always when you say the guy's name, even if it takes some fucking seven decades to come up, because some people do that. There are comics that like I used to like I remember there was this one comic he did like magic tricks like half of his act so half of his act he literally would like um he would like so he set up all these props like across the room which is kind of exhausting you know it's like that's why i'm happy i'm just like a normal comic that doesn't have all these fucking like uh these things like these like uh just, just i just have jokes you know but this guy would come up like 30 40 minutes before the show and he would have to set up all his props all across the room because they were all a part of his act so he, you know, first he'd have to come before the show, and then when he would go on stage, he would start running around the crowd, pulling things out. And I had just had to stay up there on stage while he did all his, like, goofy magic tricks and shit. And um, you have to stay up there. You can't leave, because once you leave the stage, you fuck up the show. Shave, what's going on? I already told I told him that you're, you're going to come disrupt the podcast. Hi, you want to come in? Look, it's my girlfriend. I was just complaining about you earlier. I was saying that um, I get in my head about performing, about performing when when you're when you're in front of me. Yeah. Like when you when you come see you, I I was say I was telling me you never see me do well because every time you come see me, you uh, I always get in my head that you're in the crowd. Yeah, I noticed. Like you come home. Here, come here. Come talk to the microphone so I don't. People are not gonna be able to hear you. You come home all the time and you're like you're like oh I killed. Oh, I murdered. Everybody was <laughs> laughing. So, oh, blah, blah. and then I go to a show and, you know, like you do good, but it's not like how you describe every other time. Do you think I'm lying when I say I kill? I'm, I'm Sometimes. One of my <laughs> Sometimes, but then I, but then I see your clips online and I'm like, oh, okay. He, 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 he. 
Right. So if I ever tape a Netflix special or something, you're going to come to the show? Probably not. Probably not. It'd be better if you don't come, right? Yeah. All right. She doesn't come. All right. Woo! Um, yeah, a little shivy making an appearance in the podcast. Anyways, um, so yeah, if you're a comic, when you start out, never leave the stage before you bring up the feature or the headliner. That's bad etiquette. Etiquette. Anyways, all right, guys. So let's move on to some of these um, interesting facts I found on uh, Twitter that I want to share with you guys. Um, fun fact number one. This is interesting, and this is kind of comedy related. You can predict how many partners a man has slept with by how funny he is, according to a study from the University of New Mexico. Did you know that, Shiv? You can, yeah, you can predict how many partners a man has slept with by funny. I don't know if that's true, because there are a lot of funny people that I don't well, think that they get. mean your number is one. My number is negative one. Um. I don't know if that's true because there are a lot of funny people that that no that who's a can you think of someone that's really funny? Well, Ricky Gervais. I, I guess Ricky Gervais. If you're ugly, you have to be funny. You know? Yeah, but if you're very funny, that doesn't. I don't think that necessarily translates to like high numbers. You know. I would say it plays a part. No, but if someone's really funny and they're not attractive looking, are you going to be like, oh, this guy's fucked five hundred people because he's. Yeah. Making me laugh the whole. Yeah, but that doesn't. It says you can predict how many partners a man has slept with. So this is going all the way. This isn't like, oh, he's charming, so he probably can like. Am I in this conversation now? Yeah, listen, you're. Listen, listen. If you're if you are like a three on a scale, if you are a three on a scale of one to ten in terms of look, if you are funny, then you become a seven. If you're really funny, if you make me laugh out loud, you certainly have entered the bracket of um, people I might be willing to sleep with. I'll say this, though. I don't think it translates to stage. I think if you're funny in real life, then it could say you have a lot of sexual partners. But if you're just funny on stage, I don't think that translates to sexual partners in real life. Because it's an act when you're on stage doing it. I'm talking. She doesn't know I'm talking to her. <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, because uh, I'll, just, I'll just finish the podcast. No, so I I think there's something to like if if you see if you meet someone in real life and they're very funny, I think you can kind of be like, oh, this person's charming. This person's funny. Got a sense of humor. They could probably shoot higher, you know, than their looks. But if someone's on stage killing funny, I don't think that necessarily means that in real life that they have a lot of partners because, you know, you can write jokes. I mean, you can, you never know that guy or girl could be doing the same jokes for like years now. You know, I think there's kind of a, diff it's different. Like, that's why I find it always funny. Like people are like, Oh, you do comedy. And then, you know, like this happened the other day I was doing um a show and I'm checking in the hotel and the comedy club is in the hotel and I'm just, you know, normal check-in interaction with the person in the front. I'm like, Hey, I'm here to check in. Oh, you know, ID credit card. I, you know, ID credit card. And then, you know, they see my name. They go, oh, you're the comedian. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go like a minute into like checking me in. They're on the computer typing, blah, 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 getting my keys. How many keys do you want? Uh, two keys. They're like, yeah, this interaction is not very funny. I'm like, yeah, because I'm fucking just checking in, you know, like just because I'm funny in, in uh, on stage doesn't mean I'm going to be funny in real life. So I just don't think like that really translates. You know what I'm saying, Shivy? 
All right, she's checked out. But yeah, so I don't know. That's an interesting fact. I don't. I wonder how they got that study done. I guess they just. I I don't know. I guess they. I don't know, but I don't know. Anyways, October 29th, about 20 years ago today, Grand Theft Auto Vice City was released. It was the best-selling game of 2002. Man, that was uh that's that makes me feel old. That was 2002, 20 years ago. Holy shit. Vice City was a great game. I I I would argue Vice City is probably the best of the Grand Theft Autos, you know. People always say San Andreas. I always say Vice City, man. Like because the thing about San Andreas and even um, Grand, Theft, Grand Theft Auto, the new one that's also in Los Santos, it was just too fucking big, man. It's like it's too easy to get lost. It's just like Vice City was great because it was like uh, it was like those two islands that you could pretty much get from like the edge of one of the of the islands to the other edge in about like I would say 10, 15 minutes. Right. But then if you're in Los Santos, to get from, like, one part of the map to the other, I mean, it could take you, it might take you, like, an hour or two, you know? And I guess some people like that. I guess some people like how the, the world's bigger and there's, like, seems more realistic. But, I don't know, something about San, uh, Vice City was, was fucking fun. I love the whole Scarface thing they did, you know? And the vibe, too, of, like, the the Miami with the, the button-down shirts and the cocaine and it's just... I don't know. Also, another thing I don't like about the new Grand Theft Auto games, it's like it's so easy to get wasted, you know? It's like it, it, it they make it way too realistic. Like if you get shot a few times in close range, like they take that into account as opposed to like I think Vice City, it was like, all right, if you got shot 10 times, no matter what the range was, then you might get wasted. But in Vice City, I mean, not Vice City, in Grand Theft Auto 5, they kind of take that, they just made it real, way too realistic, you know? And like, yeah, real life, you get fucking shot, you're going to die. But in video games, you kind of want to, you don't want to get fucking shot one time and then have to restart over again. You want to be able to, you know, survive a couple gun wounds and run around and shit, you know? So, I remember too, one thing I never liked about Vice, uh, not Vice, I keep saying the wrong fucking one. The one thing I liked about Vice City is when you would steal a car, right? It's like you would literally like open the door, throw the guy out. And um, the new ones, they do this whole thing where it's just like you have to the, the guy elbows the window, he hot wires the car. So it takes like that extra five to 10 seconds just to make it more realistic. And another thing, it's like when you bail from the car in Vice City, you just bail, right? You kind of roll around and you get back up And the new ones like you bail out of the car while the car is moving and you like roll around. The guy grunts and like he like slowly gets up. It's just like, OK. I get you want to be more realistic with the graphics, but like this, th these little things don't need to be more real, you know? But Grand Theft Auto, what a great fucking game. Has anyone ever gotten mad at you for liking Grand Theft Auto? Do you know what Grand Theft Auto is, Shiv? The video games? No, my cousin plays. It's the video game where you walk around, steal cars, and kill people, and you do missions. So I don't know, like, I, I remember one time I was, I was telling a, uh, someone that I liked Grand Theft Auto. And then they fucking got so mad at me. They were like, like, oh, yeah, well, that's why there's school shooters and, like, you're promoting violence and you're blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, dude, I'm just playing a fucking video game, you know? Kind of that PC culture bullshit. Um, all right. There's a couple of fun facts. Grand Theft Auto came out 20 years ago. Vice City came out 20 years ago today, if you want to feel old. And also, you can trick people into thinking you get laid a lot if you crack a couple jokes. 
couple fun facts for you. All right, let's move on to the questions. Um, thanks again for sending in question, guys. I, I really, I really uh, appreciate it. Um, and they're always so. This is my favorite part of the podcast, like me talking to myself and ranting about stuff. I'm always so unsure if it's funny or if it's whatever. But when you guys send the questions and like, I feel like it just feels better. You know what I mean, Shiv? See, I'm doing it again. I'm deflecting. I can't just be with my, alone with my thoughts. I have to like deflect. All right. She's not paying attention. All right. So Amelia, ooh, Amelia Tavonen, what a name. She asked, when was the last time you cried and why? <laughs> Shiv, you know when the last time I cried was, right? So are you going to just ignore me now? Oh, you're putting on headphones? Okay. All right. So the last time I cried was when, um, if I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, the last time I cried, my Shivani over there and I had a couple of, we had an argument not too long ago and I did some crying, some soul searching. Um, but it was a good cry. You know, it was a good cry. No one died. Um, you know, no, no, no lives were lost. It was just a good, you know, self-reflective uh, cry. You know what's really sad? Speaking of like Grand Theft Auto, the last times I kind of cried kind of just like by myself. Like when I, the last, I don't know, most of the times I cry now is, is like when, you know, things with other people happen. But actually recently, um, I mean, before that, the last time I cried was when, uh, when I would get frustrated at video games when I was like a kid, I remember I would play these like RPG games like, boy, like Legend of Zelda or like um, Super Mario, Luigi's Mansion and stuff. And when I would, whenever I would get frustrated at like a, a level or like I couldn't beat a boss, I would just start fucking crying, you know, which is like so sad because like when shit in real life would happen, you know. I, I wouldn't cry. <laughs> it's just such a weird, that's not, it's just a misplaced, you know, place to cry. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I shouldn't be crying because I fucked up in a video game. I should be crying when I get arrested for shoplifting, you know, or when I fucking, when my, uh, my grandpa dies. I didn't cry when my grandpa died. Isn't that fucked up? I didn't cry at all. But then I cried when I couldn't beat fucking bowser and super mario that's kind of pathetic girls cry all the time which i kind of respect man i don't know if you guys have any of these feelings but like i've started to have these feelings before man like women always go i need a good cry or like like you'll be like I'll, sometimes i'll ask my girlfriend oh what'd you do today and she goes oh i i had a, a well-needed cry and i used to think that was like really stupid but, like, the other day, I just felt, like, all this anxiety and all this, like, you know, you know, you just just fear about the future and just work and, like, all this stuff was just overwhelming. And I'm just like, dude, I really, I really just want to sit in a corner, curl up, and fucking cry, you know? You just want to get those, like, that ball of emotion out, you know? There's, like, a balloon. It's just, like, a water balloon. You just take a needle and, pah, and all the fucking fluid comes out, you know? I just felt it. I felt it. And I, I still couldn't do it, you know? I just just suppressed it i was like fucking shit so maybe i should cry more you know i wonder if i wonder if women know how to cry you think it's easier for women to cry on command 
Because I thought about crying, but then I couldn't do it. But I feel like if girls go, I need to cry, they just cry. I don't know, that's probably something I should learn if I want to be do more acting shit. What was that TV show I just saw recently? Oh, I just saw that movie with, um, oh, what's his fucking name? Uh, the Louis C.K. thing with Joe List. And uh, he was crying. He was like crying on, on command, which I thought was impressive because Joe List is like not known for acting. He's a comedian and he just, he was able to bring those tears out, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, anyways, so Amelia, the last time I cried, um, if I'm being honest, um, not too long ago, my girlfriend and I were having an argument. But before that, um, just, just, you know what, you know when I would cry? Whenever I would like, uh, this is like, ba- this is like a throwback, but whatever I would play video games and for some reason you didn't save your place, right? So you would play for hours and hours, beat all these levels, make all this progress and like whatever, the thing would restart or the worst is like, I remember this would happen with like the Game Boys, like just sometimes you would save, everything would be fine and the next day you would open up the Game Boy and like your progress would be completely gone. Like I don't know if you guys remember Pokemon Red, Blue, Silver, Gold. When you when you get past the, like the title screen, there's always that little like continue the little box that says continue new game. And then I think the other one's option. And there were a few times that I would you know be playing and then you would open it up and then it would just be new game, which meant that all your progress just accidentally got lost. And man, those are some of my biggest cries. Off video games that don't fucking matter. Anyways, all right. Next question. Matt clearly, oh Matt Cleary, asks if your house was burning down and you could grab two items, what could the fire department show up to find you with? Ooh, that's a good question. Do items? Do humans? Do living objects count as items? Okay, so I would try to grab the cats. And the girlfriend would probably be probably the politically correct answer. But if it was items, not living things, so let's assume the cats are fine and the girlfriend's fine. I would probably try to... This is another sad thing, too. I'm such a materialistic piece of shit, but I would try to probably grab my, um, my Nike SB Dunk Tiffany Lowe's. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows what the fuck that is. That's a... Probably my most valued pair of sneakers, because if those are gone, I I'm never getting those again. They're like from my when I was in high school, and they're like they're valued at like fucking what five thousand dollars now. They're just they're just sitting up in my uh, bedroom over here. Um, that's where my mind goes first, which is kind of, then my laptop, I guess, because all my work's in there. That would probably be something else I'd go for. Um, what else? Nothing really matters, really. I guess the laptop kind of matters. I guess I would just grab whatever's most valuable, you know? I have my watch over there. Luckily, in our apartment, my girlfriend and I don't have anything that has too much sentimental value. I think we left some of that, most of that stuff in our childhood homes. So that'd be good. As long as we could grab the cats, get the fuck out, it would be fine. And then I would hope to uh, grab a couple of my more valued sneakers and then... um, that's it. I don't really give a shit about anything else. Um, <laughs> all right, let's um, let's move on. So the next one is not a question; it's actually advice. Um, let's see what this says. Amira, 
Iver Rain MC. That's her name on Facebook. Um, she asked, how can I make this married guy who likes me fall in love with me? How can I seduce him to go to bed with me? Wow. Um, how can you get a married guy who's in love with you? Wait. He likes you. Wait, how can how can I get this married guy who likes me to fall in love with me? How can I sue? I mean, it just depends, I guess, on how his marriage is going, you know? Like, if his marriage is not going well and he doesn't have any kids, I think it should be fairly easy. Like, if he likes you, like he's crushing on you, then it means he wants to go. De he'll definitely want to go to bed with you if he's into you. Fall in love is a whole different story. Um, but I would say if the guy has like, if his marriage is not going great, um, if the kids, if maybe he has kids, maybe they're like over 18, I would say if the guy's married and he has like kids that are like living at home with him, that might be a little tougher because, you know, unless he's a, unless, unless he's an idiot and he just doesn't care, but it shouldn't be that hard to get him to go to bed with you, you know, if, especially if he's into you, all you got to do is like. It's so funny how I, I a woman like really they're like, How do I get this guy to go to bed with me? I'm like, if he likes you, then just say, let's sleep together. Like there's really not much else to it. You know? There's no tricks you gotta do. Just hey, like, I like you, you like me. Like you wanna come back to my place. That's really it. Now, how do you get him to fall in love with you? <sighs> you know, I can't say I've experienced. I've never been married. I've never um I've never cheated. Um I can't, but I don't know. I guess what I hear from people that do stuff like that, like they infidelity and then they marry the person that they cheated on with and then like they get married. Um, I guess it's just like kind of like what you would normally would be uh, dating, you know, just being honest with each other, getting to know each other. Um, I think if anything, the fact that the person's married might even like turn you guys on even more, you know, because you're kind of sneaking behind people's backs. It's like it's like naughty, you know, I will say this, though, like, are you sure you want this person to fall in love? Because if you want them to fall in love with you, it's pretty clear that you probably want love like like them a lot. Right. But do you want is that is that someone you want to be with? That's someone that's going to cheat on their spouse because you never know. Maybe they'll do that again. You know? Once a cheater, always a cheater. That's what I say. So I would question before you, you try to do this. One, if you want to get him to sleep with you, if he's into you, just say, let's fuck. And that should be that. To get him to fall in love with you, I guess you just, like, you know, if the marriage isn't going well and he's into it, just, just be yourself. You know? Because at the end of the day... If you guys, if you want to make it work with this guy, it's got to just be like trying to make it work with any guy. Even if the guy's single, just, you know, you don't want to be phony because then, you know, you get, you'll get exposed later when you, you know, man, this is a weird question. I'm like helping you try to ruin someone's life, you know, is there no one else you could like <laughs> be into? I always find because I, 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 I'm not saying that I don't approve, but I never found that to be attractive to me. Like the moment someone I found out someone has a, has a girlfriend or a boyfriend, 
Um, if, if I find out someone's in a relationship and like I'm hitting on them all night and then they have, a, they're like, I, I, I check out. I'm just like, I, I don't want one. It's like, I don't know who you're into. You know, I don't know if he's a Navy SEAL. I don't know if he's a fucking, you know, someone that's going to kill me for one, you know, and two, it's just like, you know, it's so shitty to someone else. There's got, there's got to be a little bit of a sociopathic thing to you. If you know um, you're fucking ruining someone's life by being with someone, there's got to be a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Anyways, if you want to sleep with this guy, you know, you do you, boo-boo. Um, but the way you're going to get him to fall in love with you is just you just got to be yourself. There's not, you know, that's the thing about men. It's easy to get them, you know, they'll sleep with you, but in terms of, like, getting feelings and stuff, that's that's the hard part. All right, Amir, I hope you, uh, good luck to you and your uh, home-wrecking uh, aspirations. Um, Damy Damaris Perez Gents. These are fucking crazy names. Um, she, he, or is it she or he? I'm not really sure. Um, but they ask, do you... Eat pastels with chopsticks. You know, I don't know if you're being serious about this question, but um, I actually, <laughs> I do eat pastels with chopsticks. Um, so growing up, my mom, every, like once a week, she would make my dad pastels. My dad loved pastels, you know, I think because his growing up, his mom made them all the time. So my mom would make them and my mom, um, Basically, any food growing up that my mom would make, she would, uh, the chopsticks were an option, you know? And I like using chopsticks for pretty much anything that's kind of like bulky that, you know, you can pick up. I don't know how to use chopsticks with rice. That's, that's, that's kind of tough, you know? Anything too small, it's hard to grab with the, with the chopsticks. But with the pastels, it's like, yeah, dude, I, I would, I would like, you know, I would break them up with the, with the, with the chopsticks. I would pick them up with the chopsticks. Um, Man, pastels are good. I haven't had them in a long time. Um, but yeah, that's how my mom rolled. My mom would make uh, pastelas. I have a joke in my. I used to. Jo I used to do that. My mom would make pastels and dumplings, and yeah, she would do that because pastels were more like the add-on, like the the bread. You know how you go to a restaurant and they give you bread, kind of in like the beginning of the meal. So when my mom would cook for my dad. A lot of times it would be, I don't know, like something my mom would make a lot would be like chicken legs with in soy sauce and rice, right? Pretty Chinese style. And then um, she would add the pastels on top. So, yeah, it was great. My dad doesn't use chopsticks, though. I would be the only one that used chopsticks. Um, so, yes, I do. I do. I do eat pastels with chopsticks. I haven't had pastels in a while. Kind of. Maybe we should get some tonight. I think my girlfriend and I were going to go out to eat or something. Um, all right. Next question here. Uh, Ryan. Ryan Ayers, I think it's how you say his last name. Ryan's a nice guy. He came and saw me in San Diego. Um, super nice guy. Um, he's also kind of a comedian. He's a comedian himself. Um, he asked, how to choose your team in the upcoming race wars when you're biracial? You know, that's a good question, Ryan, because I've had a lot of these thoughts before. Like, I always have this thought, like, if I ever go to prison and I have to choose, like, one of the races that I am. Because um, when you go to prison, you know, you have to join a race gang, right? And I always think, like, should I join the Chinese or Puerto Rican gang? 
And um, I guess if I should join a gang, it might be the Puerto Ricans because I think Puerto Ricans are, you know, stereotypically, they're a little bigger, you know, maybe a little taller. Um, but I think I'd probably, I feel more comfortable with, Chinese people so maybe I would join the Chinese game I don't know you know it's like I used to do a joke about it and like the punchline would kind of be like I would be fucked because you know when you're mixed race you're never really any of the races like my theory is like I'm not mixed race I'm not Chinese and Puerto Rican I'm half Chinese half of a Chinese half of a Puerto Rican you know and like you know how this you know how the world we live in now it's like you know, it's like, you know, you ever see a guy who's white and black, right? It's like all the white people treat him like they're black, you know, which is fucked up because they're half black, half white. But they don't they just they don't look at it that way. You know, you might as well be like the way they, they how racist they are towards like like mixed race people. They might as well just be black. You know what I mean? So. um. I guess if I was in prison, I would just jo- I would just join whoever would would want me. You know, <laughs> that's how you gotta live life. You gotta you gotta you gotta hang with the people that accept you. You know, the people that don't want you, don't bother with them. But you just gotta go towards the people who want you for who you are. There should be a biracial gang in prison because it's gotta be. I mean, especially now, like there's so many mixed race people. You know, a lot of races. Like it's more acceptable now to to. To mix their, you know, have mixed relationships. You can't just choose one, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, what would the biracial gang be called in prison? The bi-races? The bi's? No, the bi's is already taken. Um, Maybe the bi-racks? Hmm. The mutts! The mutts! Ooh, it's not bad. The mutts. Yeah. Mutts kind of, cuz mutts sounds kind of dirty and tough. Yeah, maybe I'll start that. Maybe I'll go to prison one day and I'll start the mutts, the mutts gang. Um who would our enemy be though? You know, cuz every race has like an enemy. You know? Like white people, like the white supremacists hate Jews and black. I mean, they just hate everyone really. But um Yeah, I don't know. That would suck to go to prison. I wouldn't want to go to prison. Um, oh, this is the race war. Mm. Yeah, I would just choose whoever. Because I'd be scared, too. Uh, one thing I'd be scared of, it's like if I was Chinese and I joined the... If I was Chinese and Puerto Rican and I joined the Puerto Rican gang, I feel like some people in that race group wouldn't fully accept me because I'm only half. So they think I might be like trading secrets to like the other groups. You know what I mean? It's tough being mixed race, man. What are you going to do when the world ends, huh? Just going to go fucking die. All right, Ryan, I appreciate the question. Um, that's it for questions this week, guys. Um, if you haven't sent, if you have a question or you want some advice, um, please send it to me. Um, DM me on whatever social media you follow me. You can DM it to me on, um, you can comment it on the YouTube. Um, you can also send it to I'm just to get podcast at gmail.com. Um, these questions are, are so goddamn fun. Um, I really do appreciate it. And I know it's like, um, it's not easy to come up with, with, uh, with questions. So I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy day to, um, 
you know, send me stuff to riff on. Um, real quick before we uh, wrap up here, I do want to plug some tour dates. Um, if you are in New York City every Monday, most Mondays, not every Monday, I do um, a show at the Comic Strip Live called Monday Night Laughs. Um, it's a show where there's a bunch of really funny comics that do shorter sets. And I usually go on there to work on newer stuff. So if you want to kind of see me work on new ideas, um, eat shit a little bit. Uh, I don't know if some of you might find that interesting. Some some people do find that more, um, you know, if you like a comedian, you obviously like their polished work. But a lot of times, once, you, once you've seen someone enough, um, you do, it's, it is fun to kind of see them work on stuff and like build stuff and struggle a bit you know some people are into that so every most mondays at the comic strip live in the upper east side 8 p.m um you can find tickets on my website jamescomacho.com um i'll be doing the, another new joke night at west side comedy club tuesday november 15th i'll be at caroline's comedy club wednesday november 16th and if you're not a manhattan night i'll be doing a couple shows in queens next week um oh i'm sorry before we even oh wait when's this coming out What's oh, coming out next week? Okay. No, no, this is coming out. Yeah, next week. Okay, so yeah, then um, this f- Thursday, November 17th, and Friday, November 18th, I will be doing a couple shows in Queens, New York. Um, the show on Thursday, let me find where the address is or where the venue is. It's at... Um, it's in Queens at... I think it's called Rolling Roland Greens. R O L L I N G R E E N S. Roland Greens, um, November seventeenth. Um, you can get your tickets at um, their website. I'll be doing that, and then November eighteenth, I'll be doing Too Small to Fail Comedy, which is a really fun, really fun show. Um, I've done it a few times. Too Small to Fail Comedy will be at Everyone Comics and Books in Astoria, New York. Um, you can get your tickets there at jamescomacho.com. And then headlining dates on the road, Washington, D.C. at the Comedy Loft, December 2nd, the 3rd, Triad in New York City, December 9th, and Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, January 11th, Church of Satire Comedy Club in Hanover, Pennsylvania, January 13th, 14th, and then Bergen Performing Arts Center, um, in Elmwood, New Jersey, with Sypha Sounds, January 21st. That's going to be fucking fun. Um, and um, I have also added dates in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, Texas, in 2023. And um, more to come, more to come. Um, hope you guys come out and see me live. That would be very nice. Um, so to end the podcast, um, I'd like to share with you a quote of the day. Um Beverly Stills. Do you guys know who Beverly Stills is? I don't know who she is, but um, she says uh, there are no short bleh, there are no shortcuts to any place. Wow, do I have a lisp? What the fuck was that? Um, there are no shortcuts to any place worth going. Beverly Stills. There are no shortcuts to any place worth going. Yeah, I would agree, especially um, that, that one really hits home with me, especially in terms of like comedy, because, you know, in comedy, it's so hard 
to uh, get to the point where you just have like you know the fan base and the creative freedom, and like like we all like anyone that starts doing comedy, they do it because they have that vision of them being on stage, like like whoever comed like the, whoever their first special that they saw was like the comedian on stage at the theater with thousands of people, you know, entertaining them, people chanting their name. That's the vision. And that's a utopia, really, you know, to get to the point where thousands of people want to come see you, to get to the point where you can like basically command, make, make your own schedule. You can go to any venue in the world you want, get a door deal. I mean, I don't know if you guys know how much money comedian, like if you're a comedian with a big following, you go to any venue, comedy club, theater, you know, and you can sell that place out, dude, you are walking away, man, you can walk away with five, six figures every night. It's fucking unbelievable. But to get to that point where you have the fan base and, you know, you have the 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 set and all that stuff, it's like there are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts there, man. And like that goes with anything in life, you know? If you want to be uh I don't know, like a a surgeon, right? You got to go to school. You got to you know, you got to start at the entry level, you know? I'm sure you got to like um be an assistant or be an intern and get bitched around. And then you got to put your time in. You got to be your, your client list. You know, you got to study hard. And that's the tough thing. Like so many people have these like dreams, you know, like I remember when I was growing up, a lot of my friends would say things like, like people would be like, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? Or what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you see yourself in the future? And a lot of people would be like, oh, um, I want to own a yacht. I want to own a mansion. And it's like, okay, but that's not a thing, you know? Like, yeah, you want to be rich, have money. Everyone wants to have that. But how are you going to get to that point where you can be chilling on that yacht, you know? Where are you going to get to the point where you have all the disposable income, that fuck you money? And, uh, you know, for most people, that comes from suffering, working hard, busting your ass, you know? Some people, you know, they just wake up in the morning and they fucking, they, uh... They have money because they they got a rich family. Maybe they win the lottery. Maybe they get hit by a fucking postal truck, you know, and they get a settlement. But, you know, that's not that's not a shortcut. If you get rich off of fucking getting hit by a... Ask fucking Tracy Morgan. Even though he had money before, it's like that guy got... Almost got killed, you know? Now he's got a million dollars because of it, but that's not a shortcut, right? Almost dying. So, anything you do in life. Any dream, any, any, any big, any goal that's worth a shit, there's going to be some struggle to it. And that's the problem. I, th I think most people have these like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But they don't know the struggle that goes into it. When I started doing stand-up, I started with a group of dudes, man. We would come into the city every single night. And uh, we, we, none of us lived in the city. We, like, some of them lived, a couple of them, my buddies, lived in Long Island one of them lived in upstate New York. I lived in New Jersey. We'd all take the train into the city and we would all run around and do open mic comedy. We would pay money to perform and bomb. And then we'd take our, our train ride back home. And it was exhausting. And I th and you know what? Of those, you know, I think it was like four other guys. Um, I'm the only one that's still doing comedy. Because I think everyone has this aspiration that they want to do something. And then when the, you know, when they realize there's no shortcut or the path, 
has a lot of resistance. Um, it just gets too much, you know? So thank you, Beverly, for this uh, amazing quote. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, this is a fun episode. Shivani, my girlfriend, made an appearance. Shivani and I also have a podcast called The Mixed Mutts Podcast. Um, similar to this podcast, the podcast that we started was uh, we were interviewing mixed race people, talking about their backgrounds. Because, you know, she's Indian and white. I'm Chinese and Puerto Rican. So we were trying to, like, share experiences, talk about it. But kind of like my podcast where I was interviewing people about high school, we kind of decided that we just want to have fun. Not that it wasn't fun interviewing people, but we kind of just want to bullshit with each other and have fun. You know, sometimes interviewing people can be hard and um, getting getting guests can be hard. So Shivani and I will be starting up our Mixed Must podcast again. And it's just going to be us to um bullshitting you know and um if you guys shivani's so funny i always tell shivani that she could if she really wanted to she could make it and stand up you know because she's smart and uh she's just fucking funny dude so i'm excited to do the mixed mutts podcast where you can see us interact and i'm excited for this podcast send your questions dude send your questions i am out of fucking questions so if you haven't sent one already, or if you have another one you want to send me, or if you have any advice, if you want to figure out how to bang your neighbor who's married, um, <laughs> hit me up. Send them to me. I'm just kidding. Podcast at gmail.com. DM me. Whatever way you do it. Please follow me at Kamachbro on, on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to the YouTube. Share with someone. I really hope you enjoyed this, and um, I'll see you next week. Daichin adios. She's gonna be free.